I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. Y'all can't see me, but I hope you can hear me smiling because Justin and I just had like a really a quick, you know, we, we between segments, we sort of talk about like what we're going to talk about next. And so we're going to get into it, but I'm smiling because like we just really realized, not just realized, we've been saying this, but there are really no juggernauts. Like there's no one right now that you can look at, even with Denver and their fucking record. None of these teams are juggernauts. And I'm saying not even the Celtics because we see what happens whenever the Warriors play the Celtics. And for those reasons, right? Like, this is why Dub Nation, you should not be freaking out. Like, you just shouldn't be. We understand that it's annoying. You heard the last episode of the podcast. Like, we were like, all right, all right. Like, y'all get no vibes because this is bullshit, right? So, we have not enjoyed this the same way y'all have not. And it has annoyed us too. And it's not a great process. You do want them to like build the good habits and show the shit and all of that. You do. But the reality of this NBA season, not just for the Warriors, is that everybody's sort of playing like that. And even the teams who are playing well, they have weaknesses. They just haven't been exposed yet. But You look at Denver when we played them earlier in the year. That was a close game. And that's when we were rolling with Wiseman. You look at the Celtics. We beat them once. And then, and I don't think we even had everybody when that game was played, right? Someone was missing. Didn't have Wiggins. Didn't have Wiggins. Did not have Andrew Wiggins that game, who versed this, versed the Celtics particularly, is a very good matchup for him, right? And so we didn't have Wiggins. And then the second game, we all know they should have won that game in Boston. They didn't, but it's like, look at, like, Jason Tatum had to play basically the whole fucking game, (laughs) you know, for them to to beat the Warriors, who just had, like, Steph and Wiggs coming off injury, right? So And they had a double-digit fourth-quarter lead. Yeah, so you, you, my point is that there's, there's no teams who the Warriors are playing that they're getting outclassed by that that's that's even for the teams that are like at the top. Right. And then for like, mm-hmm. look at last night versus the Clippers. They, they were playing, they were in there. They were beating at points in the game, the Clippers who had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard 
and we did not have Stephen Curry or Andrew Wiggins. Exactly. They had their full team. Yeah. I mean, you just you said it. Like, even that Nuggets game, I'm just looking back at that very first Nuggets game of the season. Obviously, that was the second game of the season. Like, teams are, you know, they look a lot different towards the end of the season. But every single starter on the Warriors had a at least plus three, plus minus. Steph was plus nine. Clay was plus nine. Wiggins plus seven. Draymond plus 11. Literally, the bench lost that game. And that was when the bench was just terrible to start the season. Did we even um, have Dante that game? Because he got hurt very early in the season. He only played 10 minutes that game. Um, that might have been the game where he got injured. Uh, but he only played 10 minutes that game. It was a it was a lot of a lot of James, a lot of Jordan. James and Jordan both started the season terrible, obviously. Um, so they kind of tanked that bench unit. But the starters played better than their starters. They didn't have yeah. Jamal Murray, but they had everybody else. And um, it, was a, it was a shootout. But – Every team at the top of the league, they've played already. And I mean, wasn't that the game where, like, Bones Highland went, like, crazy or something or was doing something? Was it Bones? Mm-hmm. Bones Bones have 14 points. DeAndre Jordan, four for four, nine points. He was just kind of outplaying James, but that's just another conversation. Jeff Green, 10 points. So, yeah, their bench just killed our bench. Just literally the difference. And Denver um, has no bench, by the way, and they traded Bones. Right, right. I mean, I think they're about to pick Reggie Jackson up, who's like he's he's a good backup. But Denver's bench and Denver's defense is obviously their two biggest weaknesses. Um, and then, depending on how healthy Golden State goes into a series against them, that would be a strength for Golden State, especially matchup wise. If we have a that we have a guy, multiple guys that they can't guard. So, um, and I can't, yeah, I can't emphasize this enough. Where it's like, if there's a game that's played, and Steph didn't play, and also Andrew didn't play, but that Steph didn't play, there's no like your reaction to that game cannot be anything besides. No matter how they lost, no matter if they could have won, the reaction should be that Stephen Curry didn't play. Like all the, but we should have won. And Stephen Curry did not play in that game. So there, you can't have any major takeaways from that. You no, know, he changed the equation completely. Yeah. Cause people are just like, are we allowed to freak out now? I mean, you can do whatever you want, but I don't know that it makes a lot of sense in a game <laughs> where Stephen Curry and Andrew Wiggins didn't play. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, um, you know, Look, people, you know, they come in my mentions all the time. Oh, you want us to have blind faith? Oh, I, I barely am able to have blind faith in the Lord. So, no, I'm not telling you to have blind faith in anyone. Um, <laughs> and, and I am someone who believes in God. I'm just saying, like, having blind faith is a hard thing to do in itself. So, no, that's not what I'm suggesting. But what I am saying is that, like, I, I don't know. So, one, I don't know what the alternative, Justin, is. If I, if, if. I'm upset about them losing and I'm not positive or remaining with the, with that, with the, the thought process and idea that they can still win. Then what's the alternative for me to be like, they can't fucking win. Is it to write off the season? I mean, what is the alternative that like option for me? So that that's, that's one. But secondly, I don't know what it is that makes people have more faith in teams that have not done it than one that has. 
over and over and over. Like, see, if the Warriors had only won their first chip for the first time and then looked like this and did not have this rich legacy of winning, then I'd be like maybe a little bit more shook. But they have won repeatedly. They've made it to the finals repeatedly, even if they didn't win. Um, And whether people want to acknowledge it or not, this was a lot of the same ways that people were talking in the second half of last season, right? They started off hot and then they were like a 500 team for the rest of the way. And so people were like, we shouldn't be losing to these teams. And the only, only thing that was different, and I get it, it's a big difference, is that they started hot in the season. So the record looked better. But the same shit was being said. You know, you can't just flip a switch and you got to build good habits and blah, 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 blah. And we don't know what they're going to be like going into the season. And there's not going to be enough time for them to get it together. And lo and behold, (laughs) two series, they went five games. No series went seven games. I mean, like, just why do you keep doubting these guys? You know, you had last night Chris Haynes talking about it on TV, right? He talked to Draymond, and Draymond's like, look, it still goes through us. And Chris Haynes challenged him. He's like, but wait a minute. What about the Suns and, like, all this other stuff? And Draymond's like, what the fuck did I say? I'm paraphrasing now. I don't know what Draymond said. But basically, Draymond's like, yo, it still goes through us. Like, for one, what else do you expect Draymond to say? Like, he's not going to be like, so that's one. But two, I don't think what Draymond is saying, like, I don't, out that Steph and Clay, and they all feel like that. They don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks about any other team. Like you expect them to be like they fear. They're supposed to fear the Suns, a team with players that they've owned like religiously. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, they've whether people want to admit it or not, they handled Kevin Durant in the past before. Kevin Durant just got fucking swept last year. I don't like, I, I don't, you know, what do you expect them to say? You know, they, who are they supposed to fear? So they shouldn't be surprised by that reaction, but of course they're going to think like that. Of course they are. Yeah. And I mean, the people who are like super, super negative about the whole thing and like, oh, the Warriors aren't going to go anywhere this year. They never name the team that's going to beat them. They never name the team that's going to beat them. They never name a group of teams that's going to beat them. It's just always like, yeah, we're not going to win it. Well, who who's going to be the team that beat them then? Just give me a name, right? Like, okay, Denver has been the best team in the West all season, right? In a sit in a series, they got to beat them four times, right? Everybody, every second, somebody talks about how good Jokic is. There's two to three to four other people that's coming right behind him and telling us how bad he is on defense, how they can't win a championship with a, with a center that bad defensively anchoring their defense, how Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., who might be their second and third or fourth best player, going to have to finish games with them are also not great on defense, right? You got Aaron Gordon, you got Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you got Bruce Brown, three really point-of-attack wing defender type of guys trying to carry their defense, right? And in a playoff series, the other three guys who are their best players are going to have to deal with being hunted and hunted and hunted time and time again throughout the course of a series. Like, And what kind of season is Jamal Murray even having? Like, I'm not trying to like, like 
say he's not a good player, but I mean, he wasn't even in all-star conversations. My point is that like, I don't know if Jamal Murray's even back back yet this year, you know, like there's some inconsistency, I think, in his play. And, and, but honestly, he was sort of inconsistent in his play even before he got injured, right? People use that, that bubble. <laughs> you know, to be like, you know, he needs to get back to that level. But to me, the bubble was an outlier because we had never seen Jamal Murray like that consistently, like in a postseason until the bubble. So we don't know if he can really be that player all the time or if like many other things that happened in the bubble, that it was just an outlier. Yeah. I mean, he's been the first, the first half of the season, he was kind of slow. He's been picking it up the second half of the season. He's for like the last 20 ish games. He's been close to 50, 45, 90. So he's been looking like bubble Jamal Murray, at least from his splits, but he's missed the last five games with knee soreness, right? Is he going to be able to make it through a full postseason? Is the grind of having all those minutes on his body in the, in the postseason against a team that's hunting him consistently and consistently in pick and roll and making him play defense. Can his body hold up and can his offense hold up? Like that's, that's yet to be seen. Um, so there's just a big question mark surrounding Denver and all these other teams. Can does Phoenix have enough depth? Do they have enough defense? Do they have enough time to build chemistry with adding a superstar in the fold? Right? That's not that's not a guy you could just put in just like he's just gonna be Mikael Bridges, right? You gotta call plays for him, you gotta do all this stuff to include a guy of that magnitude. So how are they gonna look? Clearly, Dallas is having some issues, they gotta work out. Oh, you were talking about the Suns just then? You're talking about Kevin Durant? Yeah, I was just talking about the Suns. Yeah, even the Mavericks, too. Like, clearly, Luka and Kyrie, they got some things to figure out as well. Yeah, they've lost their last two games. Last three now. Denver's smacking them last time I checked. Um, (laughs) But Kyrie's not playing. (laughs) Like, they got a lot of stuff to figure out. A guy like Luka has never played with somebody like Kyrie of his magnitude, like, in his career. So, at the the end of games, you know, it could look real – First year Miami LeBron D Wade ish where they was. Did you see that, that play at the end of the game where it was just like they didn't have to get the shot off? Exactly. Like it's it might be a lot of that. Like I'm looking at Dallas and I'm looking at Phoenix. Like okay, next year they're going to be very very good because they're going to have a full summer training camp and all this type of stuff to to work out some kinks. But I don't know if they have enough time before the playoffs to work out enough kinks to actually win a win a win a championship. Right with the Warriors core. And all their main guys have been together for years at this point. They know what they're going to time and time again. There is no confusion about it. So the Warriors have that advantage on them. You know, like, it's just all the teams in the West. I'm not really worried about the East because you only have to play one of those teams at the end of the day if you make it to the finals. So you worry about that when you get there. But I'm looking at the West. I don't think the Clippers are better than the Warriors. They were just pretty much in a dogfight with the Warriors for a majority of the game without Stephen Wiggins, Um, you know, let me ask you this question. Over- I'm sorry. Hold your thought. Please don't forget it. But w- do you think the Suns, like if, if they were to see the Warriors in a, in a, in a, um, in the postseason with Chris Paul having so much experience playing them and with Kevin Durant having been on the team before, do you think that helps them in any way in terms of kind of knowing what the Warriors will do? Um, Yes and no at the same time. I think scouting in general, like it's not, they're going to have, you know, they scout. So like they're going to know what the Warriors want to do. It's just about can you stop it, right? Um, So I don't think it necessarily gives them any like crazy advantage over any other team. But, 
you know, you still have to acknowledge it, right? That experience of Chris Paul playing against Steph in multiple playoff series and KD playing with and against Steph in playoff series and all these, all these things. But at the end of the day, who do they have that can stay in front of him? Nobody, right? At least not right now. Like, who are they going to put on him? Devin Booker? Is Chris Paul going to guard Steph for seven games? He's going to light his old ass on fire. Like, I'm sorry. Like, KD could never guard him. He definitely can't guard him now. We're going to switch Aiden on him on switches. Like, I just think there are matchup issues on both sides, right? KD's always a matchup problem. But we are we the Warriors are more equipped to guard KD and Chris Paul and Devin Booker than the other side around the other way around, right? Now the Warriors don't have a second guy like as good as Devin Booker, right? Unless Clay just turns back the clock and looks like 2019. Um, but similar to Boston, right? If you got one guy on the other side that you just absolutely cannot stop, then it kind of makes up that gap. But by the way, you can you can get like a game or two like that from Clay in the series. So for sure. And and also and then you then you have like an Andrew game or you have a pool game and that's where you get right. it, even if you don't have it as a consistent second guy. Because I think after Kevin and Devin, then there's sort of like a a drop off. You know, like Aiden is reliant mm-hmm. on being set up, right? Like he's not just gonna come in and dominate. So and and I mean, that's all Chris Paul is really going to be doing. I'm sure at that he can still be elite, but he's just not, he's not that good anymore. Like, I don't even know if he's going to be there next year. So to your point of like, they'll probably be much better next year. Like, yes, just in general, but also like, I don't know what that team's going to look like. Cause I don't like the Suns were looking to get rid of Chris Paul. And I don't know if that will still be the case. Right. You're right. I mean, I'm, they might get Fred Van Vliet or Kyrie or something like that, but yeah, this is pretty much my overall point is all these teams have weaknesses and the teams who, quote unquote, have the least amount of weaknesses that are sitting at the top of the conference. The Warriors are a matchup issue for them. Right. We already see Denver last year. Jokic is going to get filleted in a pick and roll, like consistently over the course of a series. And then Memphis is just too dumb. They're too immature. Their half court offense stinks like the Warriors. I think just have an advantage, a distinct advantage over them, both mentally and schematically and talent wise, where I don't, I just can't see Memphis beating them four times. Right now the Warriors, like they've done all year could beat themselves, but in the playoff series, we just haven't seen them do that. <laughs> like we just haven't ever seen them. They'll beat, beat themselves in a game, that. not four games out of the series. Not four games. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They might like Memphis, played them well one game and it came down to the wire and they, they beat them in game two, right? Same way game one, it came down to the wire and the Warriors came out on top. So the, so the Grizzlies technically beat them one game and then the Warriors literally gave them another game. It's the only reason they went to six. They could have swept them, <laughs> to be honest, right? If they if they win game two, they literally could have swept them. But, um, you know, like you just said, they, they're not going to beat themselves four times. And you just look at all up and down the conference. Denver has a weakness. Memphis has a weakness. Sacramento has weaknesses defensively. Suns have weaknesses defensively with depth and with chemistry that they got to uh, work through. Same thing with Dallas. The Clippers, um, I just don't think they got enough outside of Kawhi and, and Paul George. Even though they have a deep team, I just don't think, you know, they're going to beat the Warriors four times. Pelicans, injury issues. It's just all up and down the conference. I just don't see a team that I'm like, yeah, the Warriors probably just can't beat them. Like, 
Right. So that's why the optimism is always there until they prove that it shouldn't be. Um, and that's the only way they can do that is if they lose in the playoffs four times to one of these teams. And look, I get it. I get it. Just like 2016 is very triggering and traumatizing. So is um, 2021 and then losing the play-in. I get it. I get it. So I understand why mm-hmm. people don't want to be in the play-in again. I'm right there with you. But at the end of the day, um, and I, I do think the Warriors will secure one of the top six spots. I believe that. Um, but at the end of the day, when people just keep harping over the seating, it's like, guys, literally right now, three through six, three through 13, <laughs> like anyone in one of those spots, honestly, can like fall anywhere. So it's just still, I get that we want them to kind of start that run, but it's just like, it just might be like this down to the end of the season. Um, you know, but they, like they have not lost the ability to get to like the fourth seed. And like, if they really, really like go on a winning win, win, like hot streak, they could even still get to third. Like that is still actually a viable option. So it's like, it, it sucks. It's annoying, but it's also like, that is the reality. And because that is the reality, that's why I can feel like, okay, they, they really do still have a chance. And it's not fake and it's not yeah. made up. That's just really the reality. Right. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it at a, at a later point, but they are set up to, you know, win a lot of their last games. Um, and then kind of straight out of the gate from all-star break, they can go on a little, a little mini run to set them up nicely. So they can kind of, you know, be in a nice position for that last home stretch before the playoffs start. So I ultimately think they're going to end up where they should. Um, I ultimately think they're going to be out of the play-in because what Pel- the Pelicans are in six right now. They're in ninth. So, yeah, the Pelicans we'll are sliding, and like it, like Zion, he's now going to be out longer. He had like a setback, so you have to wonder about them. They're probably going to maybe end up being a play-in team now. They were looking so good earlier, but you know, they're two right. main guys. <laughs> They're two main guys. So, you know, you have that going on there. Um, now, apparently, LeBron has, like, an injury that who knows what that's going to mean for their season. He is playing tonight, and he now apparently is going to be honored again in, in the All-Star game. Um, were you aware of that? No, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't I I haven't seen it, but I was told I heard about it earlier today and I was like honored for what? I wasn't even trying to be funny cuz I I was so confused. They were like the Kareem thing and I'm like, "Wait, didn't that just happen the other night though?" Like meaning wasn't he honored the other night? Um, but apparently they feel the need to like do something separately at All-Star. I'm like, "I don't remember this happening for Steph when he broke the three-point record. There wasn't a second ceremony." <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, wait, wait, wait. All... Steph broke it after the All Star break, though, right? No, he broke it before. Did he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me double check. Yeah. It was against the Knicks. Yeah, you're right. It was. It was definitely before. Yeah. It was months. Before. Yeah, it was like months before. You're right. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I get that they feel like that's the bigger record, but I just, I don't know why it needs like an additional honoring at the All-Star game, but whatever. Anyway, um, so I was like, so he's playing an All-Star, but not playing for the Lakers. So I'm sure the reason he's playing tonight is because it will look very Fugazi if he, <laughs> if he, uh, <laughs> Didn't play tonight, and then, but I mean, it's just wild. Like you, you go to break the record, then you don't play the next game. Then there's all this injury stuff. I just, I'm sorry, I don't believe in the Lakers. I don't care about these changes they made. People are like, nah, come on, now that team is like not for real, for real. But people think that, and I'm just like, bro, like I, you're just not selling me on the Lakers. Literally, as we speak, they were cooking the the Pelicans in the first quarter, and then they're only up by two now. Like. <laughs> like they 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 are not a great team. I'm sure Greg is like looking at the game, looking at the score very closely because he's you know monetarily invested in the outcome. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a believer in the Lakers, so I don't know that we really need to acknowledge any more teams in the Western Conference. I think you know it's like the Pels are one of those teams that I would have like given a shot to, but you know I just with their injuries going on, I don't know. It doesn't seem likely. And then as, as nice of a story as the Kings are, I don't think that they're making a deep run either. So you're really talking about the Suns, Denver, potentially the Grizzlies and us, I think, truly. Yeah. Depending on like what Dallas can do, if they can oh, put yeah, together Dallas. some facsimile of a good defense in the playoffs. Um. Dallas too. If they can defend well enough to stay in games, then it's going to be hard to beat them. You know, if Luke and Kyrie can figure out the late game stuff, but that's a question mark. Who knows if they're going to figure that out? Regardless, I don't. I don't think they're like a deep run team. I think they're like ceiling, maybe second round. Yeah, I don't know if they're a deep run team. They're just going to be like a team that's is going to be hard to beat them, but they're not going to. Somebody's going to beat them. It's just going to be a real tough series, I think too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's break here. Um, but the bottom line is, guys, you should still have hope. Don't drive yourselves crazy when they annoy us and they inevitably will annoy us. I don't know. Go eat your favorite ice cream or do something. But don't get stressed out because all is not lost. Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream, right? Mm. Best flavor, right? So you were tuned in to Golden Spaces and Odyssey <laughs> original podcast, Justin and Matt. We will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 